The views and opinions expressed in Media Litter Sandwich do not reflect on the views of the network, station, studio, website, sponsors, guests, hosts themselves, anyone or anything else associated or even not associated with this podcast. Maybe not even the person that said them. In other words, do your own research and do not sue anyone over what is said on this show. <laughs> Fake laughter, yeah. Welcome to uh, Media Litter Sandwich. Uh, some podcast, some place in downtown Detroit, where we're recording at the Foundation Hotel in the beautiful Foundation Studio, That's looking right. right at the TCF Center, formerly known as Cobo Hall, as random people walk in front of us, but you can't see it. And the video version is different than the video version. And of course, if someone is sharing this to you, uh, keep in mind we're on a lot of pod. A lot of pod apps. I just found out like three more that we're on. Uh, so yeah, you can listen to us on Podbean, Spotify, Podomatic now, um, iHeartRadio now. That was one that I didn't think That's I'd cool. ever get on. Yeah. Um, and of course, there's YouTube for the video and, and the websites, toten.com, mealersandwich.com. But the first place to hear us on, if you want to be the first person to listen, uh, the show streams every Tuesday night. 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time Zone. That's 1900 because it is a veteran-owned and ran radio station, dbradio.net, cool. and I am in the chat room. So hello, Toden, in the chat room. Check it out. So today I got Logan Law with me, uh, audio engineer, musician, and I'm sure you're a few other things, but we're mostly talking about your, your music today. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. This is going to be really awesome. I'm lo- looking forward to it. I, I need a lot of help on Spotify because I just know my spot, my podcast is on it now. And I know you, you just like uploaded a ton of stuff on Spotify. Yeah, all, my whole catalog is on Spotify. Um, we did the uh, four-song EP. I believe it was four songs. Um, that was kind of like my debut for like the lo-fi stuff. Um, I did that on Squad Records. Um, so we released that on Spotify. Um, got a really good response. And then I actually released like all my backlog stuff. Um, some stuff that's a little bit more psychedelic. Some stuff that's just kind of like a 45-minute all-original like house music mix. Um, and then I have a newer, well, it's from May now, but a newer like single that's a little bit more hip hop, but still has that like chiller lo-fi vibes to it as well, um, called Sippin' and that was on Squad as well. So yeah. it, it's interesting because because you're like, oh yeah, I got some hip hop, I got some psychedelic stuff. Then you look into your band stuff where you have like math rock and and like class like just all over the place yeah i'm kind of in between bands right now um my old band shout out to the boys at just plurals they're amazing i'm not swearing um it's really hard for me not to swear because i am a sailor okay but yeah um you know the boys from just plurals they're still doing stuff um i'm just not the drummer anymore which is awesome still some Mm -hmm. great guys great music great friends in that band um I've been in like some blues projects. I've been um, kind of starting like a, a metal project right now too mm-hmm. on the side. So I mean, the the production's definitely probably like my first and foremost because it is the easiest because it's just me too to like get stuff out there right. and do all that. But um, but yeah, I mean, I, there's nothing. And you mix most of your own stuff. Oh, I too. mix I mix all my own stuff. Okay. I don't master it. 
I think okay. that I, I, for me personally, I know a lot of people like to mix and master their own stuff. For me personally, I get too close to the mixes mm -hmm. and I just want somebody else to like handle the mastering because they have a less biased approach than I do because they don't have the, as much as they have the investment to make it sound good, they don't have the investment of just like, I don't know, the emotional attachment okay. that I might have to those songs or, you know, the just things that I'm impressed with. For, for to. those that are dummies like me that don't know, what's the difference between mixing and mastering? Mixing would be um, just like making the song sound good, um, you know, equalizing each individual track so it really does meld together well. And then basically from there, you're going to bounce that out to one one track individually. Okay. And then you're going to kind of repeat the process to then make it louder for radio. Um, you know, everything's very loud today. Um, so making it louder and just kind of giving in that glue to like really solidify it as like a, a song that is absolutely complete. Okay. All right. So, so it's just like in GarageBand where it says, you know, master down to one track. That's yes. what they're doing. They're yep. trying to figure out where all, how all the pieces fit, which are each pretty much done. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, it's similar for sure. Um, yeah. yeah. It's, it's it's cool. Master. 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 Yeah. <laughs> master of puppets is pulling your strings. Hell yeah. Uh, video Metallica. version. <laughs> Video version is a little bit different like today. I have a couple bumper stickers on the table from Say Nice Things About Detroit. I, I've heard the saying before, but I actually met Emily, who, start, who started this thing, and hopefully we'll have her on the show at some point. I didn't know that it was actually like a one person starting the thing. It was really it was really cool meeting her. I guess she, she does some golf podcasts and hosted something on ESPN and... And more about that at another time. Just you never know who you're gonna meet down in Detroit. You super just... super nice lady though. I met her in the bar and she is she's awesome. Yeah. So. Very rarely do I meet somebody and and I'm leaving. I'm like, hey, can I give you a hug? I mean, just just an absolute wonderful person. Um and now it's time to talk about wonderful music. Yeah. <laughs> so you you know you're telling me uh, um you kind of notice a difference. You know what songs you're promoting by watching how many listens they get. Yeah, I definitely try to keep a log on the on the Spotify um, the Spotify artist app and all that. And it's fun to watch different stuff. Um, I definitely think you know where I've gotten the most traction personally, and not to say like I'm like doing like the best. You know, I think the most I've gotten is like 1,100 mm -hmm. listeners in one month, which for me is, that's the best I've ever done in music. I mean, that's mm -hmm. amazing to me. Um, you know, obviously there's people getting millions and millions of listeners every month and that's not where I'm at yet, but I would like to get there. But <laughs> you can kind of follow, you know, what songs are doing well and stuff. And the biggest thing for me has just been getting on like curated playlists by people. Okay. There's a lot of like even, um, you know, like... Um, on Instagram, there's pages for lo-fi music that are reposting different mm -hmm. songs and different, like, edits and stuff, and they'll make Spotify playlists, you know? I'm actually wearing wearing the shirt right now for uh, Lo-Fi Nights. That's lo-fi.nights, N-I-T-E-S. Yes, N-I-T-E-S, um, on Instagram. And she um, just, yeah, kind of caught me early and was like, hey, I really like your stuff. I'm going to do, do some reposts for you and put you on the on the playlists and like i mean just those songs on those playlists um definitely have driven wow. my stuff quite a bit so it's 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 amazing to find those people that really 
do believe in you in an early stage and give you those opportunities to like get your stuff out there to, you know, you know, some of these have, you know, you know, 40,000 followers and and stuff to you. So now do you reach out to other people that make the curated playlists? Um, sometimes, yeah. Sometimes I'm, I'm definitely like, you know, trying to put myself out there and stuff. Um, and then some people just reach out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some people find it through, hey, I found you through Lo-Fi Nights and I want to put you on this. And some people don't even ask. They just put me on there. And like, that's right. cool too. Like, I, whatever. <laughs> it's like, just let me know so I can give you a shout yeah, out. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, if I knew, I would promote it more. But I mean, you know, at the same time, um, yeah, people just, you know, a lot of them are personal curated playlists for like just themselves. And it's right. like people that, you know, maybe they aren't getting a lot of, but like, and maybe they don't it's want cool. to talk to you. This is, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm just trying to make music and make music that people can jam to or, mm-hmm. you know, is going to, I mean, whatever, you know, what, however they want to vibe to it. If they want to be right. sad to it or be happy or just relax or if you want it to put you to sleep, like, that's cool, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm all about it, you know? I, I used to, and I, and I don't really talk about this much because it was a very long time ago, but I used to write poetry that would get put out in weird anthologies and, and, and random places. And we're talking... 20 years ago. I was still yeah. in high school when I was doing this. So really early days of the internet. And people and people, you know, I got posted in a couple newspapers and stuff and people were like, "Oh wow, this was really personal. Who died?" And like, uh that's you know what? You interpret it how you want. How dare yeah. I interpret this in a different way? Especially because they interpret it weird because of some weird editor's thing. Yeah. <laughs> Which was always yeah. the worst. Yeah, they're going to Why is there three sentences missing? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you interpret it as you want. Totally. <laughs> totally. And, oh, man. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, I just make the music. You, you, you're the one who's gonna feel however you're gonna feel from the music that I make. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of the day, um, and wh- however that makes you feel is totally fine and validated. I think. I mean, you know, as long as you, it does something to you where you want to listen again and you say, "Hey, I enjoyed that" or whatever. You know, like I'm, I'm all about it. So. Yeah, you've been in several bands, all you know, bunch of different genres, and you're doing your own thing. When you do a gig, do you ever like mix and match genres together? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I'm kind of like, kind of a little bit all over the place, um, especially because lo-fi, like lo-fi hip hop, is um, inherently like chiller music. So I try to get some stuff Mm -hmm. that's almost like kind of incorporating like some Motown stuff that's some kind of like a little bit more upbeat. And then there's like, I don't know if you call it like funk or funk, it's P H O N K with everything on the internet. I always find myself miss saying stuff. So I'm just going to spell it out so you guys can check it out. Um, and that's like more like it's still like got like chiller chord progressions and stuff, but like the beats are very trap oriented, and the um, like the bass lines are like real heavy and all that. It's kind of like gives it like a just a little bit more hype of a vibe. So I try to incorporate that into my like live sets as well, just to kind of like not make it. Excuse me. Um, not make it like you know completely like just one dynamic the entire time because I right. think that's important to kind of like even in an hour just like take people on a little bit of a journey like hey we're gonna start here and we're gonna finish here like kind of like and you know absolutely not start somewhere and end at the same in the same place at the same uh, you know kind of same vibe so 
Absolutely. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, I saw uh, the band live. And for you, for people not around in the '90s, they had one <laughs> huge album. They did, and it and the album was all kind of like low, kind of borderline crying while smoking type music. Yeah, totally. And that was such was a lot of the music in the '90s. I feel like oh, there's yeah. a lot of that. I, a I, little oversaturated, honestly, but that's cool. <laughs> the theme was apathy. Yeah, okay, it was. It <laughs> really was <laughs> so live you know, very very kind of smoking crying music so they did covers to kind of change it up yeah to liven it up a little bit i would have thought they had more albums since the 90s so, if but, they've been around but hey yeah they played with bush that apparently only remembers their 16th stone album so go figure I, yeah bush had a little bit more than that but oh hey. i loved razor blade suitcase yeah that i was, remember razor blade suitcase now that you now that you mention it yeah mouth um greedy fly uh and they even had a whole album just dj remixes oh wow that was really cool that is cool. No, Bush was never my thing, but hey, you know, that's that's why we're here, to each their own. Yeah, yeah. People are like, well, you're a fan of Bush. Like, well, which one are you talking about? <laughs> we're talking about remixes. Now, you've been remixing other people's stuff as well. Yeah, I got uh, one. I mean, it's doing decent on uh, YouTube, but I, uh, I'm i actually wearing a little peep hat right now. I remixed uh, I was wondering. Like, I, I see that. That symbol, two yeah. X's and a frowny face. Yeah, I'm like, it's is a that little disturbed? Peep. No, oh, no, little it's... peep, little peep. Um, I yeah. like chickens. It, it, yeah, I like chickens too. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, that one's been doing really well. It's just kind of like a lo-fi remix of um, "Awful Things" by Little Peep. And yeah, we really, I released that like early on. I think it was like January or February, and it's taken a little bit to really gain traction. But um, I think I just broke like 10,000 plays like a couple weeks ago. So that's huge. Yeah, it's definitely, that's actually the biggest song that I have um, if you're just going by plays wise. Um, but Lil Peep has such a great following. I mean, it's weird how you can get, especially with, you know, artists that are dead, um, that have passed away. It's like, it's crazy how attached you can get to somebody, especially without ever meeting them. Like I didn't even get into Lil Peep until after he passed away. That was kind of yeah. what put him on my, I, I knew about him, but he kind of put him on my radar. I was like, oh, this dude died. I should probably like just listen just out of curiosity. Right. And I'm not even going to lie. Like at first I was like, I don't really get this. And I listened to it a few more times because it was intriguing. And now it's, he's one of my favorite artists, you know? It's crazy how like you can just get attached, like I said, get attached to someone just through music and like, oh yeah, almost like miss somebody that you never met before. Yeah, and and, and people do get a a hype after they die, and there are those Definitely. that are morbid. They're like, I mean, look at Twenty Seven Club and all that. You know, I th I absolutely. truly believe in you know no, no disrespect meant to any of those artists. They're all amazing, but. Mm -hmm. They are living in infamy because of partially because of that. You know, right. you didn't have the chance for Kurt Cobain to do a country record and people be like, ah, I'm not really like I into this. I would totally listen to I would too. <laughs> but, you know, some people be like, This isn't Nirvana. Like, mm -hmm. I don't, you know, this isn't punk anymore. Like, no, people <laughs> grow up and they change their styles of music yeah. and that's totally fine. Like, you know, but 
you know, also, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it would be interesting to see those, you know, see the doors today. Right. Well, you know, maybe they wouldn't be around. But Janis like, you know, Joplin do a musical number. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> who knows where, where life would have taken them and where musical influ- musical influences are constantly changing. I've right. finally just landed on something that I feel like finally works. And, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going on 29 here. You know, like it took me you a long time. You say that time. like it's so old. No, but here when I you start with ma- a wizard's beard. When you start making music at 12... <laughs> It takes you a little bit to get to where you need to go, you know? And that's that's all I'm saying. I'm not trying to say, like, oh, I'm so old or, like, whatever. Right. But I'm just saying it is a, it is a long journey to, for at least, definitely for me, to, like, find my, my niche and be like, hey, like, this is something that I enjoy doing right. and it works, you Man. know? Like, you know, I tried to do hype stuff and be that DJ with the long hair that, like, is, like you know, going crazy and playing <laughs> dubstep and all that, but it just wasn't me, you know? Like, when right. I, when it came down to it, I was like, dude, I was just producing, like, very mediocre tracks, and I don't want to do that. I want right. to produce stuff that I that I truly believe is good and that I feel like people can vibe to and stuff that I feel like not everybody is doing out there, too. Like, there is a big lo-fi community, but especially, like, I don't know, very many people who are doing it in Detroit or anything yeah. like that. So. I, I'm unfamiliar with the term lo-fi. Can you because you tell me lo-fi? I'm like, okay, hi-fi is a yeah. thing on a record player. What's lo-fi? Oh, lo-fi. Lo, yeah, I mean, it is low fidelity is where okay. it comes from. Um, you know, not all the stuff. Like a lot of stuff has like vinyl crackle on it or like mm-hmm. cassette like warping on it just to kind of give it that like that aesthetic to it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's really just generally like very chill hip-hop um okay i honestly like say like um you know um you know people like refer to like boom bap or whatever which is another like early style of hip-hop like i you know picture jay dilla i mean you're from Det- you're from mm. detroit jay dilla is very like those chill beats like he's to me um he's like the father of it to me like nice. he definitely like really got that like we're going to make stuff chill, but still very entertaining and like a, just a great song to listen to. You can right. listen to a six-minute instrumental and not be bored because it's just like it, it's repetitive, but it's not. It's uh, it's hard to explain, but it's it's a vibe, you know? It's, mm-hmm. It really is a vibe, you know? Um, and yeah, I mean, it's it's like, you know, it's all the YouTube craze right now because like the beats to study to and all that. But well, like, it's just well, easy I to listen to. I grew up listening to music while playing video games. I'll turn off the video game music sometimes, turn on the radio. Yeah. On, but we still self-consciously, it's still that, that video game music and... And it kind of people like it. I mean, I feel like that's that was a big thing with Aphex Twins. Like once I started buying Aphex Twins albums, I'm like, I I'm not even playing a video game while I'm listening to this, but it's a thing, and it's really it is just as just chill music, something. Yeah, a lot of no, and a lot of people use lo-fi for that, and that's Mm -hmm. awesome. I'm you know I'm for me, it's like you know I can listen to it while I'm driving. I actually don't listen to like a ton of lo-fi because I don't want to be too influenced by outside stuff. I want it to be my own. Yeah, Um, to be honest, sick of it. Yeah, exactly. I I really just listen to it when I'm like trying to pick out other stuff for like a set or something. Like if I'm going to do a live show, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's, what's a beauty about it. Like, you mean, you can have a six hour mix and you know, you can just turn it on and you can go to sleep to it. You can 
Get ready to it. Six you hour can... mix. That's how we know we're beyond the age of physical hardware. Oh, yes. No, data is no longer an issue. You know, you can do a six hour mix and it's not even a big deal anymore. Ten hours. Yeah. Up. They're taking the hobbits to Isengard. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you get what I'm saying, right? right? Like, exactly. you know, it's, it, it is music that you can do other stuff to. You can sit down and really like break it apart and listen into it. Um, and it kind of invokes emotion in however you want it to. I mean, I feel like there's lo-fi stuff that makes you happy. There's lo-fi stuff that like you can listen to when you're sad or like, you know, just feeling down. I mean, it, it kind of, mm -hmm. it, uh, it encompasses a little bit of everything. It's just like how you feel more than like how the music is sometimes, which I feel like is really cool. And I don't know, that's definitely something that I latched onto early on when I started getting into it. I was just like, this is something that like, it's just, it kind of transcends to the person's individual experience as opposed to like me producing it and being like, this is what I want you to feel, you know, like right. this is what I'm trying to invoke out of you, which I feel like a lot of music is like that and, mm -hmm. and nothing against that kind of music. I'm just saying that that's one of the special things about the chiller lo-fi hip hop stuff, I think is like, yeah. it's, it's more subjective to the individual listening. People create their own story off of how they feel with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really cool. I don't think there's a ton of music out there that does that. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. I, like I said, I love metal music. I have like this new metal project that I'm working on and stuff. But like, that's definitely like kind of music that's like, you are going to feel this because we're pretty much jamming it down your throat. You know, right. like it's heavy. It's uh, ominous, you know, like all that stuff. Like, mm -hmm. I've never really like heard. A t well, I mean, there's some examples, but like, you know. Yeah, it's just it's, it seems more forced as far as like the vibe of it, but that's like what mm -hmm. that's what metal is, and that's cool. Like I'm not right. I'm not knocking metal. I love metal, um, but yeah, lo-fi just kind of it's it's different in that way, and I feel like it's it's very unique in that it is more about the listener than it is about what the what the artist was trying to portray. Right, you know, you take lyrics out of out of the equation. And the mind can kind of open up a little bit more. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which is awesome. And that's coming from someone that doesn't do any drugs, surprisingly enough. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it first. So you started music when you're 12 years old? Yeah, I started drumming when I was 10. Okay. So I, I don't know. I 12 was just a shot in the dark when I actually okay. started like maybe making music. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I started with a next door neighbor kid, and we were in, you know, we wanted to be the next Led Zeppelin, and then we wanted to be the next Guns N' Roses, and then <laughs> that probably lasted until we were like 16 or 17. I just, I just freaking loved Guns N' Roses forever. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, it turned into all sorts of stuff. Yeah, I've kind yeah. of been all over the map as far as music goes, but that's that's what's cool, you know? And you don't have to talk about us if you don't want to, but you did tell me one of the people that uh, you had a band with uh, when you're in high school was a son of a of a celebrity, and you don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. Yeah, no, this that's is totally all about fine. you. So yeah, you no, could it's decide. totally fine. I was in a band with Kid Rock's son for a little while. Um, he's still out there making music. Um, his name is uh, Robert James. If you want to check him out, it's he's doing like more like pop stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, when we were a band, we were terrible. I mean, we were really <laughs> bad, but it was a lot of fun because we would hang out. We would hang out there yeah. and, like, you know, like I don't know, just get in trouble and be young teenage kids and, like, you know, 
just yeah, just being young and dumb and <laughs> just doing stupid shit. But uh, you know, like yeah, I mean, it was it was fun. We were, but admittedly, we were terrible. Everybody, every one of us was not that good. And like you know, we just tried to throw it together and be like, we're gonna be the biggest ever. Woo, you know. But uh, yeah, you know, it's all good. But it's a learning experience. It was very cool to like have that experience and right. to like see someone who who was on that level like doing it. You know, like I've mm-hmm. seen somebody working on, you know, big production concerts firsthand and like been and been backstage and seen that, you know, which mm-hmm. is cool. It's definitely like a, an experience I would never, I wouldn't take away for anything and like right. all that. But it is funny to like think about how we were like, oh, well, we're in then, you know, we're in now and like being like, <laughs> dude, we sucked. Like we were terrible. So. Yeah, looking back, it's like, it's really funny, but, you know. Yeah, it's like, well, at least we're not the worst type of music to come out of that house. It's choking. <laughs> hey, I didn't say it. No, I didn't, you say, didn't it. say it. It's okay. I, 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 yeah, I, it's yeah. a joke we all anyway. have our, We're Michiganders. We all have our own personal opinions on Kid Rock. You either love yeah. them or you don't. Like I said, artists get too much into their political views. I'm not going to talk about that. So let's <laughs> let's just leave it at that and move on. Because like that's that's I'm st- I'm putting my own foot in my own mouth here. You know, <laughs> by by yeah, it's all good. How how was music in your house? Oh, it was awesome. I mean, uh, I have uh, a half brother. He's never really we've never lived together, but he was always in like. He's honestly had like a record deal since he like a you know, small time record deal, but okay. like since he was like sixteen years old. So he's ten years older than me. So since I was six years old, my brother had record deals and was doing you know small tours, local shows, all that. Wow. So I grew I grew up with that, and uh, you know my dad. Um, he he plays guitar a little bit and sings and does all that, but always just like a big music nut, you know, like just love the Rolling Stones. I mean, he took me to my first concert. I think I was 12. Mm-hmm. We we saw the Rolling Stones when That's, I was 12 years old. So like, my first yeah. concert at 12 was Gordon Lightfoot. No, hey, Gordon Lightfoot <laughs> is great, though. That's another yeah. one of my dad's favorites, okay. actually. One of the best folk singers ever, if you, yeah. according to my dad. Um, but yeah, so I got exposed to that. Like, I feel like at a young age and like, you know, I mean, not many people's parents would just buy them a drum set at 10 years old mm-hmm. and just be like, yeah, have at it. You're I right. Mean, I tried two, two years <laughs> of just being terrible on the drums. It was probably so bad for them, but you know, it worked out. I mean, I ended up being, you know, you know, I'm trying to stay humble, but I'm I'm a decent drummer for sure. Right. Like I can keep a beat. You know, I'm definitely, um, you know, just would go home and practice for like. I used to get in in fights with my parents because like I would come home and just want to be on the drum set, and they'd be like, "You have to finish your homework first before you get on the drum set," because they would know. If I got on it, I wouldn't get off until I went to sleep. Oh, wow. So I'd go home, do a couple hours worth of homework, mm-hmm. eat, and then like four hours of drums a day. <laughs> and that was it. That was my whole life. You know, like I Logan, would, have you finished homework? I don't wanna work. Yeah. I wanna bang on these drums all day. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So yeah, literally. That was me, you know, like <laughs> I, that we got in arguments about just like how I had to do my homework first because I it, I wouldn't have gotten it done otherwise because right. it was just drum and drum and drum and drum and drum. And then it was like, all right, time for bed. Go to bed. <laughs> it's good. I got a good workout and learned a cool, uh, uh, you know, a cool skill at the same time. So, oh, yeah, it's a lot of cardio, you know. <laughs>
Do you play any other instruments? I play guitar a little bit. Um, I always like say that very like haphazardly because I'm terrible at guitar. I want to play guitar. I should say right. that. I really want to play guitar. Um, and I try, but I'm not that good. But if I'm working at it. If you suggest an instrument to start with, what would you say? If someone's like, I kind of want to do something music, do I start with drums because you learn like like the, the main beats? Or do you go with with a guitar? Or should I do like, I don't know, a triangle? I don't think there's, <laughs> I don't think there's like a right or wrong way to start music. It's whatever kind of clicks with you. Um, I'd say as far as like, learning like music theory and keys mm -hmm. and all that stuff. I'd say piano is probably the best. It's like a very visual instrument. You can see the sharps and flats right there with the black keys. You can see the natural keys with just the white keys. And like it definitely, like the more you learn a piano, the more it makes sense. Mm -hmm. And you can make that translate to any other um, like instrument with notation, you know, okay. um, it makes it very, like it, it just it's kind of like the basis of everything else i feel like so I, i'd say that probably piano if you really want to get into music piano is probably the best to start with personally just because mm -hmm. you can learn music theory very easily through that as well so yeah. i would say I'd music say theory is always interesting i actually took music i'm terrible with music theory so like okay. i've just barely passed it in college and like you know uh -huh. did all that so <laughs> um, and I still like it's more I use my ear more than I use like being like oh I'm gonna figure out what this is in what key this is in or do that or whatever like I, I kind of just write stuff and then figure it out afterwards but you know my ear doesn't lie to me though I'm like that sounds good mm -hmm. cool I'm gonna do that you know so I, music's cool because there's rules but there really isn't too like you can mm -hmm. break them like wherever you see fit as long as it sounds good and the end product is good like nobody gives yeah, you know, people listen cares. to music as a part of a therapy. Yeah, for sure, definitely. And that's a great plug for music therapy, which is a show that uh, Bonerwood's working on. <laughs> I said his name's Bonerwood, um, who runs DV Radio. He's been working on the show uh, Music Theory for a while. And if you want to learn more about that and all the other shows he's working on, and it's coming out, go to dvradio.net, and along with therapy i have to talk about the charity that uh dysfunctional veterans uh does which is dv farm you can learn all about that dvfarm.org which is a rehabilitation house for homeless veterans they do a lot of cool stuff there and if you want to support them um you can always go to dvfarm.org and and learn more about me you can donate there or if you don't have money like that, but you're buying stuff off of Amazon, you smiled on Amazon at no cost to you. Uh, you could pick and choose your charity, and our charity of choice, or my charity of choice, is DV Farm. So no cost to you, and a little bit of money goes to charity for you buying stuff that you're going to be buying anyway. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, smile.amazon is one of those things where, like, I'm not at, you know, I'm not backed by Amazon, nothing like that. Uh, it's just one of those things where people are like, yeah, Amazon's a terrible company. Yeah, but people, you know, it's like, well, whatever you believe that or not, do you buy stuff off of it? 
Only when I have to. Well, you smiled out, Amazon. You won't yeah. feel as guilty yeah, about there it. You go. No, I had no idea. And I'm going to start doing that for sure. Because why not? I'm Like you said, I'm going to buy a bunch of stuff off of there anyway. So might as well get a little proceeds of charity. Why not? Yeah. Sometimes I feel a little bit guilty because when people ask me for like, hey, what do you recommend on this? I, you know, I, I look up the prices. And if I find the thing best on Amazon, I send them my link, which is just happens to be a smiled on Amazon link. And not normal Amazon. And it's like, wait, did I just have them donate my, no, I don't think they just donated my charity. Did they? I don't know. Speaking of recommending gear, you, you used to have a YouTube show. I, you? Yeah. I need to like, this reboot is going that. Back years, yeah. No, but. I need to reboot that. I keep talking about it and I've like been moving around and like not had a studio and all that. But yeah, I used to have a gear and beer audio podcast where I would, or not podcast, but YouTube channel where I would just review a piece of gear and then pair it with a, a beer like a beer that i liked yeah. or whatever well now if you brought it back could be a podcast yeah we hey, could do a podcast spotify yeah that's true <laughs> um yeah so that was fun um i didn't really get to do too many of them though which is kind of a bummer it was a great idea and then i just never capitalized on it which kind of sucks but yeah should reboot that i, I really should i'm gonna hopefully start building a uh studio in my basement this year mm -hmm. or maybe maybe next year i don't know due to <laughs> you know, unforeseen circumstances home but, um, ownership yes stuff, exactly yeah. exactly yeah. um but you know that maybe that would be a good place to start and being like hey this is documenting building the studio would be cool you just walk right into guitar center like hey, i'm looking i'm buying this what kind of beer would you recommend uh, yeah. i got six different beers with me yeah <laughs> which one would Can you I recommend? just try all these and then maybe like take sips off of these beers and kind of like pair them together you know do something like that but yeah, no, it, that was that was a fun thing that I just didn't, you know, you know how it goes when oh, yeah. you're, you know, like I just didn't capitalize on it enough. Like I wanted to do a one a week, and then it just didn't that's, happen. That's tough. Yeah, it just didn't happen, and then it's it's not you know, like just sitting in front of a microphone, like oh, I'm just gonna get a guest in here and then just hang out. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and like I didn't, you know, I was buying all the gear myself too. Mm -hmm. So without sponsorship and all that, it got, you know, it was not only a lot of work, but then it was kind of like a lot to like, you know, music gear is not cheap. No. You know, even if it's just like a $75 guitar pedal, that's a cheap, that's cheap on like the, in the audio world, you know, and to do that once a week was just like, I can't, I can't do this, you know? So that made it difficult. I do have a bunch of gear that I probably could review and do more stuff with mm -hmm. now, but you know. It is tough, especially without sponsorship, to like really keep that going because, especially in the audio world, it's like most people want to hear about the stuff that came out that week, too. Wow. You know, like they they want to be up on the newest thing. I will say that's not always true because I did microphone comparisons for a while, and it's been a couple of years since I did one, and those still get. Um, I probably get a good amount of comments from nice. those uh, and questions. Yeah. And people are like, hey, when you did this, you know, what? Uh, it's like, this is seven years ago. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't, yeah, I don't know. But 
I, my guess is, but like, I don't remember what I did seven years ago. It is interesting that you say that because I, well, I feel like my, like my views weren't like the best. Mm-hmm. Um, the interaction that you got from it was really good. You know, mo- mm-hmm. there are a lot of people commenting and being like, hey, like, you know, what's your suggestion on this? Or like, hey, oh, you messed this up. Like, you, you said it was this mic and <laughs> yeah. it was compared to this mic, but it's really closer comparison to this mic or whatever. And it's like, oh, right. yeah, cool. Like, you know, and people don't cool. realize the community was cool, like yeah. for sure. And people don't realize it was five years ago. Yeah, because some people are like, "Oh, that's nothing to this." But why didn't you use this mic? Look up the mic they're talking about because that didn't come out yet. Yeah, that mic didn't <laughs> exist yet. Yeah, totally. Or that program didn't exist yet. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, you should have used blah 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 version five. Well, version three point five was out when I made the video, so and I can afford version yeah, two. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You exactly. work with what you got. Yes, that was that's <laughs> very much so. Yeah. I mean, you know, especially when you're just doing it on your own, you know. It gets oh, tough. Man. I mean, it's not the it's not the cheapest world to be involved in by any means. Okay, I'm gonna put you on the spot. Okay, you know, talking about working with what you got. What what is a cheap workaround you did? I it could be a concert. It could be a a recording. Um, it could be some kind of workaround that you had to do that you couldn't afford to do it the quote unquote proper way, which doesn't really exist. Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, um, I, I recorded for my brother's band, um, the scrappers. They're a local Detroit band. They're kind of like, um, I use the term country very, very loosely because they're more like roots country than, um, most people, but they're also very rock influenced, but not like pop country. Like a Mm. lot of people, um, I recorded them and I basically just like just had an eight track, um, recorder with me that I would bring out to their shows. So I was very limited as to like what I could do, like all the microphone, um, like vocals that had to be summed into one channel and I had to mix them after that in like within one track. And then like the drums, I basically did overhead snare and a bass drum. And like, that's it where, you know, most people mm-hmm. would be like, Oh, we want to put some, you know, an extra one on the toms and do this and that. And like, right. Um, I don't know if you'd really say it's like the wrong way to do it or whatever, but Mike I had to drums sum- is a, for those that's never had to do it. Um, <laughs> and or me, someone that's done it, but never been a drummer. So that's a re- always fun. That's another thing too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it's something that, that, that's probably one of the longest miking things. Cause, cause first you got to mic everything. You got where you start and then comes the two hours of changing things up. Yeah, totally. <laughs> For those that and, don't understand how difficult miking drums are. And this are. is a live show. So okay. I'm just basically like setting the mics getting levels and then they're there you know they can't tell the crowd to wait while we you know oh, check yeah. everything like it was just go um and then i just di'd you know mic'd up the guitars and then di um from the bass guitar um but it's probably one of the best recordings that i've ever done i mean really? they, they're a great band uh-huh. I'll, I'll i'll tell you that like it, part of it is just that they're a great band and like the microphone kit that I used for the drum set was like under a hundred dollars for like all seven mics or whatever, <laughs> and I only ended up wow. using four of them. Um, so that was really cool because like it taught me that yes, like you know you don't need. I mean, number one, the, is your band good? 
is mm-hmm. the number one thing. Like if your band doesn't sound good, the fact is you're probably not gonna, you know, there's there's tricks in right. auto-tune and of course all that stuff, but like no, excuse me. If your band sounds good, like the 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 end result is gonna be so much better. And yeah, I mean like you don't need ten thousand dollars worth of equipment to make a band sound good by any means or a studio the studio like uh, setting or anything like we were just in bars and like you know bars doing like and different bar bars <laughs> yeah di- bars doing bar things like having drinks and like you know just setting up microphones and like just kind of going rolling with it and honestly it is still to this day one of the one of the best recording mm. experiences that i've had so that was that was super awesome and like I, i'm so still very proud of like how that turned out so I want to make sure I didn't hear you wrong. You said an eight-track player or an eight-track recorder. Yeah, it was an eight-track recorder that I just, you know, did the I, single tracks out. and I don't understand eight-track, the thing that used to be in cars. I, <laughs> yeah, it's like just, you know, it's like, a, it's like a physical recorder, but there's only eight individual XLR inputs that you oh, can put into it. So it's okay. in, it's separated into... I was thinking not, something not, No, not like, not like the cassettes of 8-tracks, but like an 8-track recorder. So you, you, eight you have inputs. 8 individual okay. tracks that you could put on. But I mean, that is what an 8-track was. You can mix stuff down to 8-tracks, you know, like... Um, I'm like, what's he doing a with little something different. For, 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 for an 8-track? Like, oh, no, 8 inputs. Oh, okay. One of the, guitar- one of the guitarists in my band um, <laughs> used to keep his, you know, well, it's it's legal now, so it's okay, but he used to keep his uh, paraphernalia in an 8-track, and I was uh-huh. like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, well, it's my Crosby, Stills, Stash, and Young 8-track. <laughs> I was like, dude, if a cop pulls you over, they're going to be like, what in the hell are you doing with an eight track, bro? Like, what is what? It, why? He's just a weird dude, but you know that's like that's part of like the part of the charm of it. But yeah, Crosby still stash and young in the eight track so in the eight track uh, deck. I, was, I laughed every time. That's so funny. It was great. It was I wonder if any of my cop buddies are listening to this. When you're promoting your music, what's something that you wish someone would ask you? Oh man, I don't know. That's a really good question. I don't know. I haven't been asked too many things. This is like probably one of the first like interview settings that I have. You know, I like I feel like I became became a producer, so I didn't have to like do this kind of stuff right. at the same time. And a drummer too, because nobody <laughs> cares. You know, like at the same time, you have like, a lot you know, of control. Yeah, yeah, no, and that's the way I like it. I'm like uh-huh. I, I always say like you know like I. Even in, like, I played hockey and I was the goalie. Like, you know, like, I always want that, like, very much, like, um, like, very, like, n- nothing can happen without you mm-hmm. role, but also, like, kind of behind the scenes at the same time, you know? Like, even, like, playing DJ and, like, doing DJ sets and stuff, like, it's a lot of fun and I really enjoy it, but, like, part of me is just, like, I just want to make music. And just like that's, I'd rather be at home, like just producing, like a song. Sometimes, I don't know. I get social anxiety, so uh-huh. um, that's like new experiences are really weird to me, especially lately. Um, 
so yeah, I've just been kind of like trying to come to grips with all that too. Cause I used to be really, really social and now I'm kind of just like a recluse in a way. I have like my close group of friends. Well, you're like, getting I older. You have your own house yeah, now. I guess I just can do that, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, I mean, part of me just wants to like sit at home and like make music and watch Netflix with my wife, you know? Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> um, seriously, I don't know. Yeah. The older I get, the more social anxiety I get. And, um, yeah, it's kind of like a weird thing. So I don't know what people I like, I would want people to ask me. Um, yeah, I guess, I guess I'd probably just say don't <laughs> <laughs> as terrible as that is. Like, I just like a part of me is just don't, like, enjoy I don't it. really, yeah. Like I don't really like just, yeah. Like just, just enjoy the music. Like I, that's more important yeah. to me than anything. And, and just, if like, you have just, something you need produced, uh, let me know. Yeah, I know. I'd love to work with you on that, on that level for sure. Like if, you know, like if anybody wants to make music, like I'm cool with that. I really enjoy working with other people and stuff. It's just like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, social social stuff like just gets to me now. It's weird. Really? Yeah. How does social anxiety work when you're on stage, or or doesn't it? you just you just block everyone out? The last time I played a set, I was kind of lightheaded the entire time, and okay. was just like kind of just had to roll with it and like drinking water and just being like, I hope I don't get like too lightheaded or anything. Like, I had like a jean jacket on, and I'd like take it off and like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was it was a little weird, but it worked out. Like it was a good set. Like I I did well, so that was fun. But yeah, I just like yeah, I get I still get a little anxiety from it, and yeah, just new situations are weird to me now. But it's just what well, you're constantly changing older. things up. Yeah. I feel like you like the new situations. Yeah, yeah. I guess I I, I never want to be stagnant as an yeah. artist. So I guess once there's you're that. Like yeah. Then, like, if that lightheadedness wasn't there and that little bit of anxiety wasn't there, do you think, you know, do you think you might become complacent? Maybe. Maybe. And maybe that's it, too. You know, maybe it's just the I, I've got to find, like, a good balance, like, medium of it where I'm, like, in the sweet spot because I feel like I haven't found that yet. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm still going to play shows. I'm still going to force myself into those situations because I think that, you know, it is uh it's important to like get yourself put yourself out there number one and like just like you know if i am at like a music festival or a show or whatever and i'm out there doing doing that you know most of those people probably haven't heard me before so hopefully it's a way to like be like hey this is you know this is half of this set is original music you know Mm -hmm. the last set i played it was probably 85 percent originals you know, right. so like, you know, that was really cool because like I got to, to show showcase like all my original music and like sprinkle in some other stuff that like people might know, you know, like remixes of f- popular songs or whatever, you know. So that was really fun. And like people like even like, you know, some people like came up and like chilled for a little bit and like checked it out. And that was really cool. And like showing people that. But yeah, I don't know. I'm just, you know, the older I get, the weirder shit gets. And then <laughs> I just got to figure out how to deal with it. And I'm still figuring that out. But, hey, you know, well, such so is life. I, I want at least one more story out of you. Uh, what's what's a reaction that you've gotten from someone? Maybe they never heard your music before. Maybe they did. But when you're playing live, what's a reaction that, that, you, that, that just hasn't left you? I mean, most people, I feel like... Um, 
even like the first set I did is like Logan Law. You know, a lot of these shows, it's like a lot of people playing like dubstep and house music and stuff. And I feel like they're just kind of like very much floored not floored in a way, but like they're just not expecting me to come and play what I'm going to play. And I remember like even like the first from the first song when I like started like my first set as Logan Law and like doing the lo-fi thing, he was just like, oh, hell yeah. Like, you know, because he was just like, I don't think he was expecting it. And he was just like, yeah, like this is this is cool. Like this is a vibe. And it's something that like nobody else is really like bringing to the table right now, you know, especially in Detroit. I feel like there's just like, there's a lot of, there's so much electronic music going on, but there's really like, as far as I know, especially in that electronic scene, which is where like the, my record label squad is mainly, um, and that's SKWAD squad records, check them out. Um, but like, yeah, they're, they're very much, you know, there's a lot of house music there. There's a lot of, uh, dubstep and like trap and stuff. And like that stuff is very much ingrained in the electronic scene, but like, chiller chiller stuff and like especially like chiller hip-hop isn't really like doesn't really have a foothold especially in the local like electronic scene in detroit so like for me to just show up and play that most Mm -hmm. people aren't expecting it and i'd like to think that most people are like intrigued by that you know just because it is different and it is you know usually i'm like early on or whatever so it's just like kind of like warming up the day or whatever right. which is fine i'm not i'm not picky so getting of, that reaction yeah of, now that is what i'm here for yeah That's, totally like you know, and they might have yeah. not even known that they were there for that you know and then be yeah. like yes like this is what i that, i didn't even know this is what i was <laughs> looking for but this is what i'm looking for you yeah. know which is super cool and yeah. i really really dig that aspect S- of it especially now it like, like as I get older, I find myself going to shows later and later because before I'd be like, okay, I'm going to be there when doors open. Now it's like, eh, the main act's not going to be out till 9.30, 10 o'clock. Totally. So when you do get there early and you got an opening act that you never heard before and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm glad I came early. Totally. Okay. And that's awesome. <laughs> it's always like I, I love like experiencing like a, a band that I didn't really like know about or like was like just yeah that i just i didn't know about her i wasn't expecting or anything and being like hey like you know what this I'm is glad this is i cool. skipped the nap yeah this totally is yeah <laughs> absolutely no it is and it's super cool so that's probably one of like the things that i've definitely like latch on to live is just like even if i just grab a couple people that are like wow i wasn't expecting this but i'm really into it like that that makes it worth it for sure mm-hmm. Well, Logan, thank you for coming on. Um, go ahead and tell us again where you can find where people can find you at. Yeah, pretty much everywhere you can catch me at uh, Logan Law Music. I'm kind of in between releases right now, but I am working um, with Titan Records um, with some of their artists. Um, I've mainly done instrumental stuff, but we're kind of getting into doing stuff with like the the rappers and singers and doing some more vocal vocal edits and stuff. So that'll be really cool. Um, yeah, so check it them out. Um, titan records detroit um that's t-i-t-a-n records and um yeah pretty much everywhere you can check me out at logan law music um again yeah logan law music just just like it's spelled and sounds and all that good stuff uh spotify logan law um soundcloud instagram you know all that good stuff so 
check it out. Um, yeah, this has been really fun, and thanks for having me. I uh, appreciate it. And if if anyone feels like someone else can learn from this, go ahead and share it, and they can listen to Media Layer Sandwich on many podcast apps and Spotify and YouTube, because some people prefer to have a YouTube link. Yeah, totally. So there is a video version, or they could just listen to it while they go look at something else, because who wants to look at my face? Maybe they want to look at Logan's face. I, I don't blame them. Um <laughs> Thank you We're for listening. Thank you for watching. I yes, hope you enjoyed you. our discussion and may the algorithms be in your favor. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks so much.